Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim discusses the problem of worry or the practice of being anxious in a believer's life. This scripture is found in Matthew 6, verses 25 through 34, which is a continuation of the Sermon on the Mount. We need to know that our failure to be obedient to Jesus' commands is sin and that he commands us not to worry. Anxiety or worry is sin because it is the fruit of believing lies. For anxious thoughts to be anything more than a short-term reaction to a situation, you must deny who God is and what he has said. For the Christian, anxiety is a sinful waste of time and emotional energy. In this passage, Jesus explains why. It's a passage filled with word pictures and rhetorical questions built around four commands which form the backbone of this powerful teaching. Please listen to today's slice of Jim's message entitled, Each Day Has Enough Trouble. You want to seek first the things that have to do with the kingdom of God and, and His righteousness. Now there's a wonderful tension here in this verse between two um, truths that are touched upon in the command. On the one hand, you know God's kingdom and His righteousness are gifts. Remember how this sermon started? First beatitude, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs and theirs alone and nobody else. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You have to come realizing, I can't get in on my own. I have nothing to offer. I'm, when it comes to entrance requirements into the kingdom of heaven, I am beggarly poor. I have nothing. Next one. Blessed are those who mourn, who mourn over their sin. I, don't, I not only don't have anything good to offer, it's worse than that. And only those are going to be forgiven and received. That, that's a complete gift. God gives entrance into His kingdom freely by His grace, apart from anything you can do to earn them. But then He turns around, and on the other hand, He says, seek first His kingdom. What He means is, continually, diligently search and strain to understand the kingdom, to live by the principles of the, of the King of Kings, and to want to be in the kingdom. Those two ideas are not contradictory. They're the balance between your position in Christ, in which you stand in His grace, saved by faith that He, that he grants to you, versus your practice which is your everyday practice of that position in the world, which you show by, for example, whether you wallow in worry or if you stand on His promises. You receive your citizenship in the kingdom as a, as a free gift, and yet now you are very actively living out what is in you by God's grace. You know this famous verse, it is God's grace that even in, enables you to obey. Philippians 2, verses 12 and 13. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's like 
Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. For it is God who is at work in you both to will and to work for His good pleasure. You can't do it apart from His work in you. It's both and. You trust in God's promises. You pray. You spread the message of salvation. And out of love and gratitude toward God, you, you, you pour out your good works to benefit other people and to glorify God. You live like a citizen of the King of Kings and, and Lord of Lords and people around you. Why, you might even say, they see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. They get a little foretaste of the kingdom of heaven by seeing a citizen of the kingdom living in the fallen world. So seeking His kingdom also means, you know, I want the kingdom to come. Can you remember back to the famous sample prayer that Jesus taught us? Matthew 6.10, pray this way, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're looking forward to the kingdom of God coming. To seek His righteousness, that's nearly the same as seek first His, his kingdom. It means you live out the consequences of having been declared righteous in Christ by faith. If you were to look at Titus 2.12, you would see that in the same sentence, living righteously is mentioned in the same breath as looking for the blessed hope. So instead of worrying, you pour out your effort and your attention first and foremost toward the things of the kingdom and the righteousness of God, and you will be putting on display His gracious abundance He'll provide everything that you need. As a matter of fact, he says, and all these things will be added to you. What things? Food, drink, clothing, life itself. And of course, if you aren't anxious, you'll be experiencing the peace of mind that only God can give. All right, first command, verse 25. Do not be worried. Second command, verse 31, do not worry. Third command, verse 33, seek first in His kingdom. And then here's the whopper for the conclusion. Verse 34, do not worry. What does He say? So, therefore, hence, based on what we've said, so do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Now this time the command returns to that uh, present tense sense, never be worrying. That's, for a Christian, that's a non sequitur. Jesus has given us all the reasons to prove why worrying is it's just senseless for His children. Now the key is to live in light of today. There's a, there's a clever play on words here. I said there's several word pictures here. You've heard of the birds. You've heard of the lilies. This time, he takes the word tomorrow and he personifies it. Personification is when you take a, a thing and you speak of it as a person, as if it has a life or something like that. Tomorrow is personified and then the verb worry is used again but with a slightly different twist, it says tomorrow literally will worry about itself. 
Tomorrow will accept the cares of tomorrow for itself. Now, trust me, when tomorrow arrives, there will be new troubles. But you'll also be there too. And who is always with you? And who will never leave you, nor will he ever forsake you? The same God who makes all these promises to you. You will be finding renewed strength from God. God has not given you strength today for tomorrow's troubles. He has not given you grace for something that hasn't yet happened. You've heard of the song, uh, Great is Thy Faithfulness. You know where it comes from? It comes from the book of Lamentations. Now I'm going to give you an insight into a whole book of the Bible. All right? Here it is. Lamentations is not a happy book. Lamentations, yeah, it's Jeremiah. Lamenting over what has been unfolded as the, as the judgment of God. And look what he says in Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never ceases. Your spell checker will not like the word loving kindnesses. But it's a perfect translation because it's all of the manifestations of God's loving kindness. The Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease. For His compassions, your spell checker won't like that one either, but it's all the manifestations of His compassion. For the Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease, for His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. That's exactly when you will get what you need for tomorrow. Tomorrow. Lord, give us this day our bread for the next seven weeks. No. Give us this day our, our, our daily bread. The key to that is restated in that last sentence. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. I love this. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And you know what? I don't know what troubles you're going to have tomorrow morning. It, it will probably be a normal day. Odds are it will be a normal day, but it might not be. Somebody might run a red light and ruin your day, perhaps ruin your life, perhaps take the life of somebody you love. I'm on a I'm on a streak here that um, I hope has ended. I, it's been happening every, every couple of weeks. I do not want any more phone calls from somebody who says, my husband just died. My wife just died. And, and we didn't know it was coming. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And I promise you, if you have to walk through that gut-wrenching, bone-crushing loss, you will find His mercy, His compassion, His loving kindness never fails. New every morning. There's plenty for you to do today without adding the burden of worrying about it, or even sillier, worrying about tomorrow. In reality, you don't know what tomorrow will bring. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.